So hello and welcome to the 16th episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus Killius, and with me as always is Aaron Richardson. Hello. Aaron is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So on today's show, we're going to continue our mini-series on building the foundations of your real estate business. So you're an agent that's been in the industry for a while. You've got a healthy amount of business coming in. You're so busy, there's simply not enough hours in the day to properly service your clients and balance your own quality of life. Business is good, but you're becoming a slave to your career, and maybe even your personal life is suffering as a result. So today, we're going to talk about how to manage your business, your time and resources effectively, to not only help you grow your business, but to make sure you're running your business and your business is not running you. Maybe you need an assistant. Maybe it's time for a team. And who better to talk to about this today than Brad Miller, team leader of the Goodale Miller team from Century 21 Miller in Oakville. Brad founded the Goodale Miller team with Don Goodale and has transformed into one of the top real estate teams in the country. His team currently consists of over 12 sales representatives and is widely respected throughout the industry. So Brad, welcome to the show. Hi guys. Hey, hey, Brad there. Um, you ever think think about going into broadcasting? I thought Linus had a good voice. <laughs> uh, without word of a lie, I've been asked that question probably close to a thousand times in my life. Yeah. All right, so let's just jump right into it. So Brad, let's tell us a little bit of what, what happened and how you became uh, part of the Goodale Miller team. What's your origin story? Well, interestingly, my uh, story sort of starts the opposite way of most agents. Um, my father's the broker owner of Century 21 Miller. And when I decided to get into real estate, um, believe it or not, I actually wasn't really looking to be an agent. Um, I think a lot of us are aware that our industry is tarnished a little bit in terms of reputation as realtors. And uh, I was living in Vancouver at the time, and I went and visited with corporate head office. And at the time, a great guy there named Pat Quinn, who's unfortunately passed. Um, the uh, message that I spent after two days of spending time with corporate head office was that I didn't need to be a salesperson, that I could go into management and ownership. And uh, they referred to um, you know some of our top offices being owned by people who actually hadn't sold real estate, uh, Claire Fulton, for example. And I like the sounds of that. So I actually came in the back door and started in management and I did uh, about two and a half years of management at uh, my father's office. And as my life got more serious, kids and family and whatnot, I actually looked at what do I need as an income or what do I think I would need as an income. And I looked at the management side of things and made the conscious decision to get into sales. And as I was a manager, I was working a lot with people um, in the office as far as salespeople go, trying to encourage them to take new direction in their business, you know, You'll laugh, it makes you look a little bit old, but even when I was starting, you know, the proliferation of email was just kind of coming online, right? This is going back 20 plus years. And technology, we talk about it a lot today, but it was just really starting back then. And so that was one of the competitive advantages that I had as a young guy is that I understood technology, whereas I may not have understood the sale process as well as others. Um, to that end, though, I'll tell you what I did. I attended conference and meeting and training seminar. I just front end loaded it because I needed to learn the industry really fast to be an effective manager. 
I mean, I still think about a lot of the things that I do and, and say today as part of my language makeup. And uh, a lot of that came from courses like Tom Ferry and Floyd Wickman and, and you know, attending Century 21 conferences. I probably did five or six training things per year in the first two years. And I would highly recommend that to anybody. And quite frankly, I still continue to attend training and look for new ideas and, and constantly innovate. And I think that's a quintessential part of the success of our team is, is constant innovation. But anyway, um, you know, the relationship for a, a brokerage and its, its realtors is not employer-employee, it's, it's independent contractor. And, you know, I would go to the agents and say, here's what I think you should do to, to grow your business. And honestly, I would have little success. And, and I think if you talk to any broker manager, they would say that their success ratios are pretty low as well. Um, you know, I would say, here's what you should do and here's how you could do it. And this is how much it's going to cost. And I can't really do a whole lot more than that because quite frankly, the broker's not, you know, getting paid enough to sit there and individually train each of you for weeks on end. So, um, while I was doing that, the, the most response I would get was actually from Don Goodell. He says, I like the things you're talking about. I, I want to do them. And, and he was an implementer, Im implementer himself. So he would take the ideas that I had out into the field and bring them back and, and finesse them for me and give me the, here's the real life sales side of how the system that you're implementing works. And then actually when I would take those systems, I would tweak them, I would take them back to the agents. So I'd say, look, here's what the number one agent in our office says works. You know, I, I, we get inundated with agents as agents with ideas about here's the next great marketing idea. And I said, look, here's one that I think works and it's been proven to work. And actually my success ratio went up with agents at that point, they would, they would adopt them. But in doing that with Don, we formed a personal relationship and um, he was uh, somebody that I went to when I was thinking about getting into sales, just to talk about the process and how it might work. And, and he surprised me. He said, why don't you and I become partners? And at that time he was a top producing agent. I'd never sold a piece of real estate in my life. <laughs> and I said, you know, and I mean, at that time, even buyer's agents weren't even a thing, right? And he just said, I'll split it with you 50-50. And, you know, the reality was he needed it more than I did. He's exactly what you described in your opening. He was stressed to the max, couldn't take holidays, burning out. And again, this was 20 years ago. I mean, it was early in his career, not, not the tail end, but most of us start to feel the pressure. And um, so when we partnered, I had this little thing in my mind that said, well, I'm going to give him control over his time. And it started with... He'd work a weekend, I'd work the next week. And so immediately he got weekends off every other weekend. He could take holidays for the first time in a few years. But from my end, my goal was, you know, time control for him is important, but I really don't want him to make less money than he was making because he offered me this opportunity. And lo and behold, in our first year, we actually doubled what he was making. And then subsequent to that, we've continued to double it literally year over year. And, and grow the team. You know, we started with an assistant, an, an unlicensed assistant, uh, and that led to licensed assistants, which then led to growing team members and where we are today with, uh, and of those 12 agents that we have today, three of them are actually assistants to the busiest agents on my team. So what we're doing with our agents on our team is helping them create a mini business model within our business model. And then we also have three full-time admin staff who just implement our marketing. And, and they're graphic designers as well. I mean, in our world right now, um, image is everything. So we have people that can create on the fly, very high quality, reputable looking marketing.
Yeah, so this actually sounds fairly similar to Aaron's kind of story, but a little bit in reverse, because Aaron, it is. <laughs> has he started up the team, but then he went into management. So, um, Aaron, how about you tell us about what kind of path you took to get to management and setting up your team and everything as well? It was pretty much the opposite. If you just take that and flip it, uh, it was uh, selling with somebody 50-50. Uh, we started off uh, at the same time, uh, 10 years, 11 years ago. And then... Um, you know, uh, I, I, we, you know, we, we had a successful team. We, we built that up, not as much as 12 people, but we were up uh, about five. And, um, I wanted to ask actually, uh, whether or not, um, you felt there, uh, whether or not, uh, the amount of people on your team, quality, quantity, turnover, and all that sort of stuff. That's what we always sort of, you know, struggled with. Do we bring more people onto the team and, uh, and, and and go through more people to find the good agents that uh, happen to work well in a team environment, or or do you just, just stick with the the five that's doing really well, you know? And uh, that's you know going to the next level in it. But uh, so anyway, from from that standpoint, uh, uh, I got into management because uh, that was what I gravitated towards in the in the team and building the team and all the rest of it. And uh, you know, getting into management ownership. That's uh, that's the direction I wanted to take for quality of life and and to sort of get out of the uh, the twenty four seven the daily twenty four seven always be on call type stuff right which I still am but uh, it's a different extent so um, yeah did it, this is sort of the opposite way but what do you what do you think about Brad in, in terms of the building your team how it's so important I find anyway getting the quality of the people and be able to work in sync you know in sync with each other you know how do you how do you deal with that well it's probably the most important distinction to our team is the people that we have working for us and um, you know my business partner and I made a decision a long time ago and that is that we can train skill set but we can't teach a person who they really are right you're either a good person at heart and, and care about people or you're you're not. Um, so in the beginning, we actually took new agents and molded them. And then as the team grew, we did bring in a few experienced agents that we knew personally. And um, we do get approached a lot for people to join our team. Yeah. And quite frankly, over the years that we've done this, we've grown by no more than one person per year. And at this point, we've actually put the brakes on growing at all. Um, and that sounds kind of counterintuitive, what most people think in the industry, but yeah, you know, our team is a very well-oiled machine. Everybody gets along. Um, we cooperate together, um, and we actually work together. Like I know a lot of other teams in the industry where the individual salespeople with on the on the on the team actually compete with each other. Yeah, there's you know rocky relationships, and and so we protect what we have, and we're very aware that you know one bad seed can really change things. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons for our success is that we really, really take care of our team members. I mean, we're, we're really good to them and we're very generous and we give them a lot of our personal business. And that's probably the question I get most about teams. People ask me all the time, you know, a lot of brokers, because as you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, a part of the broker um, mm -hmm. circuit within Century 21. And so the brokers will come to me and say, you know, I've got an agent that wants to start a team or I've had an agent that has a team and they've had turnover and they're not having success. And, and it's almost always the same problem. And that's that, that the team leader has a hard time handing over their personal business. They always yeah. feel like, well, if I do it, it's going to get done right. That's right. And so there is a fear of that. But um, I think to have an effective team, you, you know, you got to take care of those team members. 
And if you've trained them and, and, and molded them in the same manner that you are, well, then they're treating your people the same way. Yeah. And I'll tell you what else. In the beginning, in the, in the birth of teams, you know, people wanted to see the team leader a bit more than they do now. People understand when they call teams now what they're getting. They're buying into a marketing system. They're buying into leadership. And they know that the person that they're speaking to may not be the team leader. Um, but that, that seems to be okay with people. I mean, really what we have is micro specialty brokerage and the size of team that we have. Um, obviously there's all kinds of different teams, but when you get up to our team, you know, like what you're talking about in terms of the day-to-day -day activities, you know, probably 40% of my day-to-day -day is actually management and, and systems implementation and systems management and systems growth and, and, you know, being there helping the individual salespeople uh, on their transactions more so than even doing my own transactions. I mean, I still do a fair bit of the transactions, but I bring other salespeople in. And, and on our team, for a listing, for example, we have two agents attached to every listing. Mm -hmm. and, and the good of that for the consumer is, you know, listings can take one month, six months, eight months, nine months. So I like to tell people that on day one, you're gonna meet with two of us. And if it's on the 88th day that the offer comes in and it happens to be the day that I'm you know, running a child to camp, which I just did this weekend, right? Um, if someone's going to sit in for me and represent you, then that person has been there from day one. So we kind of feel that we can give a, a little bit better service by having two people attached to every listing in that manner. For sure. Um, I'll just take a quick step back. Let's uh, say that you're an agent and you're aspiring to get to the place that the home team was for Aaron or the Goodale Miller team is for you, Brad. And you're just kind of swamped with work and you don't know where to start with the team. Like, what, where, where do you start? Do you start with hiring an assistant? Do you try and find an agent that's that you mesh well with? Um, do you try and find someone like you? Do you try and find someone that, like, complements your weaknesses, maybe? Like, how do you make yeah. that jump from being a single agent to starting a kind of a team structure? Yeah. I don't think there's any right answer necessarily. I mean, even if you look at our situation you know, Don is 20 years older than I am and his kids were just finishing school and I was just having them. So we're in two very different places in our life. Um, I do believe that as busy agents, whether you're a single agent or two agents, there's just so many little things to take care of in, in transactions and in terms of managing your existing business that I probably would start with an administrative person. Um, you know, the offset to that is that technology today allows us to do a lot of things behind the scenes that an administrative person would have done. But even then, you have to look at the value of spending three hours in front of a computer versus hiring someone to do it. So I definitely think an administrative person um, is, is very, very strong in terms of our success. I mean, even there, we haven't had a lot of turnover. And um, But from a owner or team leader's perspective, you know, administrators are great when they're given the right tools. So a big part of what I do is just systems management. I mean, I almost look at a, a transaction or a listing as a project management type system. And we just have checklist, 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 because so many things can fall through the cracks, that, especially when we're marketing on, you know, so many different websites. You know, you do one price change or swap out one photo, you, you can't miss one of the websites. So, you know, a great administrator can really make a difference in a person's life and then I think the next step is probably looking for team members and I don't know one thing I learned as a broker manager hiring people is that uh, there's a 
different strokes for different folks. Like there's, there's a lot of people that you thought were going to be amazing realtors that turned out to be lousy and people that you thought, geez, I'm not sure if they could sell real estate and they turned out to be great. So I don't really, again, judge people by skill set. I just, you know, what's that person? Who are they? What are their, what are their core values? And, uh, you know, real estate's a business where you don't make money if you don't go out and produce. So I, I don't have to crack any whips in my office. Everyone knows what they need to do. Um, everyone realizes they have an opportunity through the team to get into some business uh, that they might not otherwise get into. So it's up to the individual at that point to get out of it what they put into it. It's interesting that we're talking about this topic, too, because I've, I've actually got a meeting right after this podcast with an agent that wants to start a team. And she knows that, uh, you know, I had a team in the past and, you know, like to get things going. Um, and, you know, the, the type of advice you had mentioned, Brad, that it's different strokes for different folks and, and you can do it different ways. And I agree with you. I mean, um, when, when I started out, um, Richard and I were not top producers. We're brand new agents in the office. And we actually built a business together um, rather than having one person. And typically you'll see a team with the person's name as the team leader. And uh, I, and I'm not saying that the way we did they actually in the way we did things is kind of is different and, and usually doesn't work out. I've seen a lot of teams start up with two people that are 50, 50 and it breaks up within a, a year. You know, one, it's a very difficult situation. So we were lucky that we had the same mindset, but um, I guess it can work different ways um, and you can structure your team differently. And I guess I need to find out, a little bit more about this person that I'm interviewing uh, or, or talking to uh, after this podcast to find out what's going to be best for, for her. Yeah, I guess if there was any one common thing that we looked for in the people that we hired, other than obviously their, their core values was because we got approached a lot by agents, usually agents who you know were successful at a time, but slowly but surely their business was declining. And we saw it as agents looking to join the team because they're just trying to maybe hitch their their wagon to ours and and maybe work a little bit less and, and still have the leads come in. And that's not what we wanted. I mean, we, we generally hired people that wanted to like make something out of the business, like saw the opportunities that real estate has to grow their business. So that's probably the one other common thread we have is that our people are hungry. You know, they want to go out and, and make money. What percentage What percentage of the business of the people that are on your team are given leads and or, or develop their own leads within the team? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, they're all given leads. and um, But the reality is we don't give out enough leads for them to, um, you know, live their life on. They have to still be able to lead generate sure. on their own. And when I say lead generate, it's, maybe it's less lead generate as it is take an existing piece of business and evolve that into the next piece. So if you've, if we've helped them with a client of ours and given them a listing yeah. job is, then you know, that listing should probably generate a couple of other pieces of maybe it's not business, but certainly something that gets them going. Right. I mean, not every piece is going to lead to something, but you, you can't just sit there and hope to sell that listing. And then that's it. Be out of business the next day. You, you have to seize that opportunity. Yeah. So one thing I was wondering too, for, for the larger teams, especially, um, I was talking to an agent who had a larger team and they specialize their agents for certain kind of tasks. Like maybe one agent would be like kind of like the closer negotiator. One person would be more about, you know, like interfacing with a client and they, they'd have those kind of specialized tasks. Is that something that either of you two did or was it more just every agent kind of acts in isolation? 
It's a great question because I've obviously studied some teams in the United States where they do things like that, and um, it just didn't seem to work for our model. Or we never even really tried it, I guess. Um, the agents on our team both take listings and work with buyers. It's not like some are specific to buyers and some are specific to listings. They, they do both. If anything, we do have some areas within our community where agents are stronger than others. And so that's a little bit of the dividing point. Um, and I mean, I think that's a competitive advantage as well, because for example, one of our agents on our team, you know, she got her start in the business selling a lot of new homes and buying a lot of new homes. She was one of those ones that would line up and buy a bunch and, you know, built up an inventory of real estate in that manner. And when I had uh, listing opportunities in those new home neighborhoods, I'd send her up and I mean, she just blows people away with her knowledge. And then I have other areas where I've got agents that, you know, 80% of their business is in one particular neighborhood. So a lot of the times they'll get that lead in that area. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I try and pick and choose it because ultimately I want the agent to be successful. So it's, it's, and then the other element of it too, sometimes is simply fairness, you know, like, boy, that agent's had a good run from us and now it's this agent's turn. So we try, yeah. we try and be as equitable as we can. But I'll be the first one to tell you, equitability is also based on effort. Yeah. You know, if, if even if an agent's not putting as many sales together as maybe another one, if they're working and they're trying real hard at it, I'm still going to give them leads because if there's any one thing I've learned in our business is that it's a roller coaster, and sometimes you try real hard and things just don't work out, and other times everything you touch works out. So it's, you know, I understand that. So for me, it's just all about the effort. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you find that taking the step to getting an assistant or, or putting together a team that you can get away from that, like, you know, the business controlling you, you can get your weekends back potentially or, or go on trips. Because I know a lot of agents that are struggling with this, uh, they just feel like they're on call 24-7. I, I was talking yeah. to an agent recently. He's like, I can't take a day off ever because I have to be there for my client all the time. Maybe it's, he, it's a time management thing for him, for him. Yeah. Um, but he, he's trying to put together a team, trying to figure out what, where to start. And he, he almost doesn't even have time to, to sit there and train anybody too. He's talking about putting on an administrative assistant on with him, but he's like, well, I don't, I don't have the time to, to get them up to speed. I can do everything faster. Like it's, it's almost like you kind of get caught right with your time yeah. management and, yeah. and it becomes difficult to make the next step. But can you get to that point? Like you, you both said you, like Aaron, you said, okay, y'all, I moved to management because I wanted a bit more of a life. And then you say, you're still kind of on call 24 seven. Uh, and, and Brad, I imagine a lot of it works the same for you too. Do you, do you find that eventually there is kind of that light at the end of tell you can manage your time and, 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 and have your own personal life as well as a very successful business? I think it's still one of the biggest ongoing problems in our industry is the attachment to the phone and, and or email. I mean, both obviously coming through your phone. Um, that never really goes away. I mean, I would love nothing more for it to be a little bit more controlled. Um, we have created some control through the team concept, though. There's no offense or buts about it. You know, having the two agents attached to listings helps because people are already familiar with that agent kind of day one. So if I'm taking a weekend off, they know that that person's covering for them. So that helps. And um, even within our team, I'm finding that some of the team members are, you know, forming relationships with each other where they spill each other off on their on their uh, business that they're doing. And I mean, that's in essence, I think the whole reason that teams get started is, is just to have somebody to look over each other's business. And, and that's how ours started and why it started. And, and I don't think that's going to change. I think that's probably one of the most important reasons to form a team. 
And, and the other important reason I think for me is, is real estate's a lonely business. Having somebody that I can compare and share notes with and, and look at a home with together and say, well, I think it's worth this. What do you think it's worth? And, and the banter between us, usually we end up getting the price bang on because you've you know, got more eyes looking at the same property. I think it hit the nail on the head right there, and I've experienced that as well. And uh, one of the things that management uh, has sort of taught me is is, um, is some of those systems and everything that you can put in place. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you're you know managing a team or whether you're managing an office or you know you put systems into place and put uh, organizational tools, the you know, and making sure you delegate properly and all the the good management styles and characteristics in a person. If you can. If you can get that on all underway, it doesn't matter what you're you're doing. You can always sort of manage your time. But, you know, yeah, the phone still needs to be on and you still need to check emails and all the rest of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely and, and I think your last point there with uh, with regards to, um, I guess, with. Well, actually, I want to go back to the uh, administrator part. Like that, that was one thing I always had, always had an issue with was administrators paying. It's the cost, right? It's the cost that you're going to shell out for administrator. Um, people, you know, that's that's expensive, right? You know, if you're going to spend, let's say, on average, forty thousand dollars a year or something like that, I'll throw that out there. Um, that's a that's a lot of money to spend on somebody, and they're not generating. They're not really generating the income, but they are, and yeah. I think that's the thing that. People don't. An, an assistant is about lifestyle. I yeah. mean, you're essentially trading some money to have a bit more control over your time, which is the first role of an assistant. You know, interestingly, I mentioned earlier that some of our salespeople, our top salespeople, now have licensed assistants working for them. So it's almost like you said, like a team within a team. Yeah. And I remember arguing tooth and nail with those salespeople that they needed these people, and they said exactly what you just said. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of money. And within a year with both of them, I mean, they just can't imagine their lives without those people. And it's investing in your business. If you're if you're doing it with the intention to grow your business, then generally what happens is that salary is not only replaced, but more money comes in the door. And of course, you have a little bit more control over your time. So yeah. it's I think hard. Realtors are people that want to do it themselves right so letting go and letting go is not easy yeah i think a lot of people have that perspective loss too like they see okay this is my income i don't want to like detract from that whereas like you said you've got to treat it like a business this thing we actually talked about last episode too is make sure you treat this as a business not just looking at that you know four thousand dollars or whatever coming off your income being like hey that's a pay cut that i'm taking you're investing your business you're investing in the future as well so my business partner loves to spend money, like, <laughs> like no tomorrow. I think I was a pretty normal person spending money, and he convinced me to spend more, more than I ever used to. And um, but I've seen the light, right? I mean, if you invest in your business and you invest in people, and even financially investing in some of my people, I mean, I actually pay for the salaries of some of those licensed assistants that work for my other agents. And I mean, they have to do a lot of extra business for me to even get that little bit back that I pay for, but their lives are better. They're happier. You know, they're not going to go and leave me because they've outgrown me at this point. So, you know, it's uh, spend money to make money. That hasn't changed. Um, one one thing I do want to say, and uh, and this isn't just to plug the Homania 
system with the spotlight and everything. But I have to tell you, the 10 years that we were doing business, um, we uh, we actually at two, five years in, we spent two years with another brokerage. And uh, the other brokerage didn't do a lot of things for us. We, we just decided to get up and you know, make that mistake. But we came back. And one of the reasons why we came back was um, we knew we, hire, we had to hire another assistant or in, increase the amount that we're spending on people to help us because we didn't have a system in place to, to market our properties. And the, um, the spotlight system um, did that for us at Century 21. That's one of the main reasons why we came back was from taking the photographies to getting the, the sign up and, and doing the websites and getting it out to all the different, you know, all the things that all, the spotlight system does for us. Um, utilizing that really, really helped us because it cut our cost down. We didn't have to spend $40,000. It was just, if we've got a listing, you know, we just spend the, you know, the few hundred dollars on the, on the marketing package and they did everything for us. So that really did help. So anybody starting a team, I would definitely suggest, you know, if you can't afford an assistant, put the systems in, and just, you're still paying for somebody to do it. You're just doing it on a one-on-one -on -one basis uh, for each listing. Yeah. So. And, and quite frankly, one of the reasons for our team's success is that I invested heavily in creating those systems. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, when Homania came out, I looked at it and I said, this is great. A lot of people need this. Um, I didn't because I had already done it. I mean, I had to do it. I mean, we, we sell most of our business is luxury homes, right? And I mean, high-end luxury. We've done a couple $10 million deals, $30 million deals. This year already, we've done 41 transactions over $2 million. The people that own those homes, you got to have some pretty nice stuff. Yep. It's got to be slick, it's got to be efficient, and you can't make mistakes. And so I had those systems in places, and that's probably one of the reasons that agents are drawn to us too, right? I mean, I, I get the, they get the benefit of using the, the, the systems that I had already had in place. Mm -hmm. So now the key for me is keeping pace with innovation. You know, I had a leg up on it for a while, but as you guys know, you know, technology is changing so rapidly. It's now picking and choosing the next best thing. Um, but yeah, Homania, when I looked at it, I said, this is great. I mean, most agents out there don't know how to do most of this. So for having someone to do it for them, um, and again, I mean, I know some of the agents and you probably experience this, they look at the cost and go, oh my God, that's a lot of money. What if the listing doesn't sell? Well, you know what, if, they have to get past that to become a good agent. If that's the way they think, then they're probably not in the right business. That's well, great. Thanks for the plugs, guys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's just one great thing about having a full service brokerage as well, because um, there are a lot of more discount brokerages out there now um, where you don't have that kind of office support. And you guys might take it for granted being a part of Century 21, but having that online platform, having brokerages that do have maybe a marketing team as well to, to assist agents uh, can really take that kind of load off and help you kind of take that first mini step in, in having an administrative support that you might uh, otherwise need a full-time uh, administrative staff for if, if you're like an assistant. Um, but anyways, we're, we're starting to get uh, pretty over time here. So I think we're just gonna move on to the next segment. Uh, just we've got an app of the week that Aaron is gonna quickly talk about. Okay, uh, the app of the week this week is called Go Connect. If you get an opportunity to look at it, it's a real estate specific app. Uh, it's for task management, uh, really task management. Um, what it does is that it gives you eight different options when you go into to, to the app of whether or not, and I only used probably two of the eight uh, because I was using it for leads. And when the lead came in, I would put them into the system the Go Connect system, and I already had pre-designed um, tasks that I needed to do for each listing, and it would remind me when to do it. 
and it's it sat, sat on my phone. And uh, the reason why I needed it um, originally was because a lot of the task uh, or CRM systems didn't really communicate very well with my phone. You know, I didn't have that uh, good connectivity between the, the 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 laptop and the phone, and reminding myself to do things and. You know, a calendar can remind you things, but it's not going to do it in sequence uh, the way that this does it. And so if I got a lead, I plug it into GoConnect. Um, it would uh, and I can customize the tasks for the for leads that come in a seller lead or a buyer lead. And um, it would tell me exactly, you know, you've got to call them on, let's say, Wednesday, Friday or uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, you can. Um, let's say if it was a, a listing, for example, a seller lead, um, it would, you know, it, it would say you've got to order the photography, you've got to, you know, put it on the system, you've got to call them every Monday for a feedback, and and it would just remind me, um, and it kept everything organized. So basically, set up a workflow for your your contact yeah, relationship management exactly. list, and then it just kind of sets you with reminders along the way to make sure you're kind of on track with everyone. That's uh, right. So I guess it's a pretty good time management app is kind of what you're getting at, and I guess that's what we're talking about today is a lot of time management, how to effectively use that's your right. resources. Um, so that's Go Connect. Uh, we'll have the links in the show notes there. It's available on both iOS and Android. Um, but I think we're gonna conclude the show here then. So if you like the show, subscribe to our show on Stitcher iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites because it really helps. You can watch this and past shows at spotlight.century21.ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at homania.com. That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary, E-A-N as in Nancy, I-A dot com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 agents in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high-quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting-edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that helps set your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. So find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Brad, Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hope to have you on again. Everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot.